Good morning and welcome to Holy Trinity Episcopal Church. Our theme is lifelong discipleship. A little girl was concentrated on her work. Her father came and asked, what are you doing, my dear? The little girl replied, I'm drawing the picture of God. The father said, but my dear, that's impossible because nobody has ever seen God. And the little girl replied, they will as soon as I finish my drawing. Following Jesus is not easy and it is a lifelong process. If you want to follow Jesus and become his true disciple, there are five steps you need to do. Walk with Jesus, sit with Jesus, stand with Jesus, and kneel with Jesus. First, walk with Jesus. Walking with the master is the first skill that the disciple has to learn. It is in walking with the master that the disciple will be able to understand his life, his thoughts, his skills. The Bible says Abraham walked with God and it was reckoned as faith. Abraham became the friend of God. Moses and the people of Israel walked with God for 40 years in the wilderness of Sinai. Someone said that they lost their way in the desert because Moses was a man. Had Moses been a woman, he would have asked for direction. But joking aside, Moses and the people of Israel walked with God for 40 years, and in all their walking, they learned so much of God. Most of what we know about God today are written in the Pentateuch, the first five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yahweh is the God who guides and provides, who gives and forgives. God's law is balanced with grace, and his judgments, judgment is tempered with mercy. He is the God who sees our tears, who hears our cries, and finally in Jesus, he bore our sins and carried our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. Walking with Jesus also means walking with God's people. And all God's people, and all people are God's people. We must walk the way that Jesus walks. And the way that Jesus walks is the way of love. Second, sit with Jesus, or better still, sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha was so upset with her sister Mary. Martha was so busy in the kitchen preparing lunch for Jesus and the apostles, and she was not getting any help. So she came up to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister left me all alone in the kitchen? Tell her to get up from sitting at your feet and join me in the kitchen. What did Jesus say to Martha? Martha, Martha, you are so worried about many things, but only one thing is needful, 
and Mary has chosen that part. When we sit at the feet of Jesus, listen to his words, and understand his will, then life would be wonderful. Jesus said, I come to give you life and have it abundantly. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. But he also said, If any wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. A priest at the Palm Sunday procession told his parishioners to lift up their crosses higher so that he could bless them with holy water. And he said, please raise your cross higher. A woman lifted up her husband and said, Father, bless my husband. For he is my cross. Yes, a cross is whatever crosses your path as a problem or a challenge. And Jesus said, take up that cross and follow me. The Christian life is not one of escapism, but one of courage to face reality. The Dalai Lama once said, there are three ways to solve a problem. Accept it. Change it or leave it. If you can't accept it, change it. And if you can change it, leave it. A man dreamt that he was carrying a heavy cross. So he asked Jesus for a lighter cross. And Jesus said, go down the basement and you will find a lot of crosses. Each of these crosses has a name. And if you find the lightest one, take it. So he went down the basement and saw thousands of crosses. And finally, he, was, he found one that was the smallest and the lightest. And you know what name was written on it? His name. Sometimes we focus too much on our own problems. That we forget the fact that so many other people have bigger problems than ours. So do not focus on your problem. Focus on God. If you have a headache this big, remember you have a God that this this big. <laughs> Third, stand with Jesus. Standing speaks about your commitment to Jesus as your Lord and Master. In the affirmation of faith, we stand and say, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. We stand to sing praises to the triune God and raise our hands to worship. Worship the Lord and the beauty of his holiness. Praise is thanking God for what he has done. And worship is thanking God for who God is. We stand in surrender to our God. Standing with Jesus, ex expressing our acceptance of the values that Christ stands for. Love, justice, 
kindness, righteousness, mercy, compassion, faith, hope. Standing with Jesus is affirming our commitment to the church whom the Lord has made. It is participating in the life and work of God's people. It is giving witness to our faith with conviction. This is what I believe. This is what I stand for. Because this is what Jesus stands for. Employees of a company had a new boss who abolished Sabbath and required everyone to work seven days a week. A Christian member said, Boss, I really want to come to church on a Sunday. And if you would not allow me, I'm afraid I have to resign. He was a good worker and the boss needed his skills. So he was allowed to take Sunday off so he could go to church. In another instance, a worker who chose Jesus found a much better job. Standing up with Jesus is making a choice for God, the right choice. Fourth and finally, kneel with Jesus. Kneeling is the most ideational moment in your life. If you want to be a person of standing, you must first become a person of kneeling. Kneeling is the position of humility. It is even humbler than bowing in the Japanese culture. The Bible says, those who humble themselves shall be exalted. Kneeling before God is bringing the needs of the world. It is pleading for God's mercy as in Abraham pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah. It is praying for our needs and asking God's forgiveness for the hardness of heart and our ignorance of God's will. It is bringing to God the petitions of our hearts, the beats of our spirits, our confounded longing for union with the divine. At the time of so much pressure, Jesus knelt in Gethsemane and with sweat and tears lining his face, he sought the final consummation of his mission to save the world. It was an intense encounter and Jesus prayed, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. The deal was made and Jesus was crucified and died. Dying, he destroyed our death. Rising, he restored our life. So my friends, have you decided to follow Jesus? Have you decided to become a disciple of Jesus? Then walk with him. Sit with him, with him, and kneel with him. Don't turn back. Make discipleship your lifelong commitment to follow Christ in life, death, and in life again until everlasting life. God bless you. God protects you. God be with you.